Hello and welcome to another episode of Learning the Online School Life with me, Ray Porton, and me, Leo Porton. And then today, Leo, do we have a special guest? Yes, we do, Mr. Breyer. All right, well, welcome, Mr. Breyer. We're so happy to have you. Yes, we are. Do you want to be here? Before we get into questions, I know you've been dying to do something, right? Our real early effect. So, our real early effect to today is a cat's nose pad is as unique as a human fingerprint. So, no two feline nose prints are ever alike. So why don't you tell Mr. Breyer how the real or Leo facts work? So how they work is I ask I ask Dad Owen or, or whoever our guests are. Yes, are a question, and this is a real fact, which is a true fact, or a Leo fact, which is a fake fact. So his. Real or Leo fact today was that a cat's nose pad is as unique as a human fingerprint, you said? Yes. And no two cat nose prints are alike. Wow. That's pretty interesting. I, I've seen a bunch of cats, but I don't know. We'll have to come. I'm going to save my answer for later. What, what are you thinking, Mr. Breyer? Well, I don't know. I've, I've kind of heard something about this before. So, Leo, I'm thinking this could be a real fact. All right. Well, we're going to have to wait till the end to think about it. Yeah. I'm more of a dog person, even though we have a cat, but I, I'm more of a dog. Our person. cat is probably, our cat would probably win the fluffiest cat award. <laughs> Does Mr. Mr. Breyer, do you have any animals? So I do. I have a black lab and her name is Riley. She's about eight years old. And then I have a Jack Russell um, and she is also eight years old. And so those two, we actually, the black lab we adopted, um, we, we got her from a rescue and she was actually a birthday present for me. And then she had anxiety and would start chewing uh, the hair off of her backside and she would try to destroy her cage and try to get out. And so we were trying to figure out what to do. And we had all these different ideas and the doctors want to try meds and all that kind of stuff. And our neighbor his dogs had a litter of Jack Russell pups and one of their pups found their way underneath our um, porch out back. And so I went to take him back and he's like, you know what? You just keep it. We don't want them. Um, we're just taking all the rest of them over to a rescue. And so we ended up keeping the pup and those two are like the best of friends and our black lab no longer has any issues with anxiety. So it was the best things that ever happened to us. Oh, that's crazy. I always grew up with black labs. I'm a huge fan of black labs. Yeah, we actually had a black lab that was in between 14 to 15 years mm -hmm. old, like maybe um, like 14 years old. He was so sweet. Yeah. Whenever I would come down to get into the car he would just like walk over start barking and i would just pet him and let him lick my face and then he would just stop yeah he was a big teddy bear right yes so do you have some questions for mr Breyer? yes um 
my dad did say you have a podcast, so tell us a little bit about it. All right. Well, let's see here. So my podcast is called the Guiding Principles Podcast. And basically the premises of my podcast is to inspire aspiring leaders. So people who are looking to go in and do jobs like your dad and I have of being either principals or assistant principals. And it's also to spark that whole innovative mindset in school leaders and kind of give them new ideas and things that they can build upon and try doing in their own schools. So I also wanted to do something different with my podcast because, you know, there's a lot of different leadership podcasts out there. And so I was like, oh, I want to do something different. So your dad knows. But what I do is I, I ask for three email addresses from my guest, and then I email their colleagues asking them about their leadership abilities. And then what I do is I surprise my guests on the show by reading them the responses. And it's such a neat experience because, you know, your dad goes to work every day and he works really, really hard. And he does all these amazing things to make sure that he's supporting teachers, his community, and his staff. But, you know, it's very rare that people tell him what a great job he's doing. So that's where I come in. And that's what I want to do. So what I do is I get that information, I share it with them and really kind of let them know that the people that he's serving are really appreciative of the work that he is doing and that he's doing an excellent job. So your dad was one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. And it just, it's really neat to have that experience of just celebrating other people. It's something I really enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, I know that usually um, this is an interview, but <laughs> is there any questions you would want to ask me or my dad? Well, there is a question I, I want to ask you and kind of, I, I'm really interested to find out more about how you got into cooking and the meals that you choose to make on a weekly basis. W what's your inspiration? Probably we watch a lot of these cooking shows like Beat Bobby Flay um, and like Supermarket Steakout and all of these fun, like cool, creative food TV shows. And um, there is one that I pref preferably like to watch if it's on and if my dad wants to watch it um it's deliciousness it's just a bunch of funny food fails but um we just i just was like hey i want to cook dinner like the first time in like ever so then once i picked out what i was gonna cook we tweaked it because i like to go way like past our limit of ideas so we just take it down a couple notches and then we cook what it would be like then and then it still always turns out really good yeah and you really like now we've changed a little bit right yeah so now me and on switch off on the second we go and said or like when um the week after I cooked on can I cook dinner this week? So then he chose and then we started to switch off. 
but now, um, I pick what country Owen cooks from, and he picks the country I cook from. I chose so. So what did he pick for you last weekend? Um, Greece. So this week I picked Hawaii. Not Hawaii. Er, um, Madagascar. Madagascar. And he was so mad. And he was like, do I really have to do this? Because I don't want to say no if I can't stop. So, um, I was like. (laughs) (laughs) You were excited that he, you made him mad, right? Yes. Yeah, I know. Um, I like to make my brother mad sometimes. I understand. With your Greek food, though, you made like some chicken. Yeah, we made um chicken skewers, um Greek salad. What was the thing that we made that Dad's never made before? That was pita bread. Yeah, you made your own pita bread. I was I I did really well with the pita bread. The pita bread was so airy and like just soft and not really sweet it was more bland but you would put things in the pita bread and then that just made it um like that just made it like better the pita bread have more flavor and now you want to be a chef when you get older right i want to be the world's greatest chef so that way I can go onto every cooking show and win all the money from it and put it in savings account. And then when I'm done going on like several times, then I'll be rich. And then I'll, I can open restaurants around the world and take the leftover money, send uh, a lot of it to, um, different places, different charities, different countries. Pretty cool. That's very cool. So, Mr. Breyer, can you tell us a little bit about like how you became an educator and a principal? Oh boy. So, I you know, I went to college and I went mostly to play football, and I got to college and really fell into a great group of people. I got into my education degree and really kind of fell in love with learning. And so I ended up getting a degree in education. I got a minor in computer science. And when I got out, I went and started teaching middle school. And right as I was finishing up, I, you know, just finished up the end of the year. And right when I got that opportunity, a company called me and said, Hey, we want to hire you to come and work for us. And so I left education behind and I went into technology and worked for a couple different companies. And basically my job was around developing and building high-speed fiber optic networks. And I tell you that just because that leads me to the main part of the story of what brought me back to education. So I had the opportunity. I lived in China. I lived in the Zhuhai, China. And while I was over there, hotels in Zhuhai are a little bit different than they are in the United States because your family lives in the hotel with you where you work. So at night, when I would come back from work, there'd be all these kids sitting in the lobby. And what was really neat is those kids were learning English in school. So when they would see me, because there's very few Americans in that part of Zhuhai, and they would see me and they'd be so excited, they want to come up and start talking to me and having me speak English to them. 
And it was neat because they would be bringing me books from school and have me read in English, read these books to them at night. Well, I remember coming home and I told my wife that I was like, that's it. I'm going back into education. And I left my job and I moved down to North Carolina. And lo and behold, I got a job teaching. So I was a teacher. I taught fifth grade. And then I taught third grade. And I was a teacher for about seven years. And an opportunity came up and my principals always were trying to push me into leadership. And I was always like, oh, I can't afford to go back to school. I don't have the money. I love teaching. I love what I was doing. I didn't really want to do anything different. And this opportunity came and so, lo and behold, I got uh, selected to represent the Sand Hills region of North Carolina and become one of the members of a cohort for aspiring leaders and got in and really enjoyed it. Fell in love because when you're a teacher, you get to work with like 20 to 30 kids and you really get to impact their lives. But when you become a school administrator, I'm working with two to 500 kids and getting to meet all these different kids and work with these teachers. And I was really able to help teachers be even better for kids. And that's the part I love. I love working with these adults and then just watching them get in the classroom and, and asking me questions like, you know, like what could I do better? What, how could I help this child and be able to think and problem solve and come up with new ideas and then watching them go in the classroom and do it and seeing the positive effects that it has on children. And so that's where my passion comes from. I love what I do. I love working with people who are teachers that want to become school administrators. And so that's something I want to do for the rest of my life is just kind of keep working with those people and really kind of helping them get to the position where I'm at because I have the greatest job ever. I would agree. I love being a principal. For me, I think once I'm starting to get, like after I graduate from college and um, different cooking schools and different schools for that, I think I'm just going to, go to a school and I think I'm just gonna start cooking really high quality meals for the kids Mm -hmm. and then I think that'll get me started I'll earn some decently good money then I'll um invest that into my own um cooking like a higher cooking degree and that'll be one way I'll get started on cooking. Sounds wow. Like, sounds like you got a plan. Yes. So why don't you ask Mr. Breyer another question? So what what are your students like? Like what are like some of their personalities? Wow. So I have about 250 kids in my school. And they just, they range. I mean, I have kids who, I would have to say most of my kids are really funny, super energetic. Uh, They love being in school. Um, That's one of the things that, you know, for me, it was a big mission of mine was getting kids to really enjoy being in my school. And that's the best compliment that a kid can give me is that they're they're excited to be at school that day. So my kids love being there. Um, They love the activities that we're doing. They're always, my kids are creative. They're always trying to find new ways to go and torture me. So my kids have come up with ideas of they turn me into a human Sunday. They have saran wrapped me to the front telephone pole out front of our school and made me stand there during car rider. Um, what else have they done? They have pied me in the face. They have put me in dunking booze. They have silly stringed me. You name it. They find a tr- They try to find new ways that they can 
kind of just put me on the spot. And so they are creative problem solvers. And like I said, they are very enthusiastic about meeting their goals to see what they can do to me. All right. So yeah, I I wish I was at your school. (laughs) So that way I could do that. That would just be fun. They seem to really enjoy it. So I have one question I really need to know from you though. All right. What is the favorite part or your most favorite part about cooking on the weekends? Probably just figuring out what I'm going to cook or like what would be good for that time. Like say like, last week or yeah last week I made Greek food so what that was was just neat and it was fun and cool and it was just really nice to be able to cook because Cooking kind of calms me down as long as I decide what I'm going to cook early in the week. Because if I decide what I'm going to cook later in the week, and the first time I, or first or second time I did it, um, what I did was I waited like four, six, seven hours before I was going to cook to decide and then because the days before i didn't know what i was gonna cook yeah and then that means dad's got to run around and get the stuff right yeah on that day in a couple in about 30 40 ish minutes and then come home put it all where it goes and then like an hour later, we trash or like don't trash, but we just disorganize the kitchen, the kitchen. And we and after we're done eating, I just make dad clean it up because he's my sous chef. So anything I don't want to do, he does. Yeah, wow. he's pretty, he's pretty really bossy impressive. in the kitchen. He, he tells me what I'm allowed to do and what I'm not allowed to do, right? Yes. One time I was putting, I was skewering, uh, this was last week, I was skewering the chicken and my hands got itchy. So then I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Dad, you do it. I'm not doing it. So I had to finish the last couple and then he yeah. started chopping up the stuff for the salad, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's good to be the boss. Oh, he you reminds know? me of that all the time. <laughs> I like to boss dad around when I'm cooking. It just feels that is really cool. All right. That sometimes I get to be in charge of him and he's not in charge of me. Yeah. So are you guys, um, have you guys been remote learning the whole time or are you in person or how has the COVID affected you guys? So we started out the year, and so about 40% of my school population was remote only. And then the other 60% came back, and we were on an A-B schedule. So either came back and you did two days of in-person instruction and then three days of remote or you know, vice versa. So 
now that we have come back, my school is about 90% of its population is back face-to-face five days a week, and the other 10 is working on remote only. So if your whole school goes back to um, like just regular learning in person, would there, like our school is doing this, but um, for my brother's honors and accelerated class, same thing. Um, he, his class, he's in the afternoon. He's at school in the afternoon. So am I. Okay. And um, so since he's at school, his teacher and the morning class will be on a Zoom meet with him. And he'll sign into his computer and do all that. And then he will... um. His teacher will be on the big, like, screen where, like, they can present that screen. And then it's so that way every kid can just see it. And then his teacher, if she wants, she can always, like, do something. And then that's just going to be like that for my brothers so it sounds what he's trying to explain i think is it sounds like they're going to be synchronous and asynchronous at the same time for his class yes yes and that is a hard thing for your teachers to do so you know if you have teachers that are doing that you have to be really really astute when you were in class and really pay attention because that's a tough job when your teacher's trying to go and teach kids that are right in front of them and then also teach kids online and make sure you all are progressing and getting better. So that's a tough gig. Um, I'm not envious of them for having to do it. No, not at all. We're, and I'll be honest, as a family, we're trying to figure out if that's what's going to happen, then why, why do we just keep our kids at remote learning following the schedule they've been doing? Or, you know, I like, pref- I prefer trying to figure that out. I prefer yeah, remote learning because um, with remote learning, um, like it's just easier like we've gotten good with it and i don't want that to stop because i don't want to stop at something i'm good at already and i don't want that to stop because if it stops then i need to completely re like reset myself to all right we're back in person i don't want to be back in person so yeah we're trying to figure that out now right yeah and you know it's funny because exactly what you're saying is like we have kids that are doing really well with the remote learning and absolutely love it and so my district has already made a commitment that they are going to start a virtual school starting for next year so they will have a full all online program for kids because some kids just love it and they do really well at it. And if you can, you know, if you're good at it, go for it. Um, But then I'd love that we have the option for these kids to come back full time to school, especially for kids who find that "Mm, it might not be the best option for them. Yep. And starting the degree though, you really wanted to be in person. Yeah. (laughs) Because I didn't, I was just starting 
with the remote learning, I was just messing up everything. I would jack up my computer by clicking the wrong button I couldn't get off and then have to call my mom in because my mom has her computer and she does really complicated designs on it or like some complicated designs. So I can't really um, do anything that's like easy in the beginning. I couldn't do anything easy in the beginning of the year, but then later in the year I was helping out with like tech problems and stuff like that. If like um, a sub, which we never really get unless teacher has a meeting, um, we never really got subs, but yeah, that's the only time I'd like help with tech problems with my friend. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, do you have any other questions for Mr. Breyer? Not right now, no. Okay. Mr. Breyer, do you have any more questions for Leo? You know, Leo, I have one question. This is my last question, I promise. But when you're not cooking and you're not doing online school, what's your favorite thing to do? Play my iPad, watch TV, play the Wii U. Um, Like, beat Those three things, right? Beat levels and different Wii U games. And yeah, stuff like that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I think it's time for our real early fact. And our real early fact was a cat's nose pad is as unique as a human fingerprint. So no two cat nose prints are ever alike. So I'm going to say that I think that is a Leo fact that they have paw prints that are unique, but not nose prints. And Mr. Breyer, he said he thinks. It's a real I think fact. It's, I do. I think it's a real fact. I think, and if it's not the nose, it's the tongue. I think it's one of those two that is very unique. So if you're talking about the tongue, um, tongue, I cannot pronounce it, um, but the tongue whatever i'm just gonna say it's the best i can the tongue i do think it is unique yes but i also think the nose is unique and dad you are wrong and mr briar you are right if you are saying the nose and not the tongue (laughs) so it is unique to just like a fingerprint yes oh wow you're wrong i know i'm always wrong (laughs) I'm always wrong as these. I think I'm going to need to go and get like a fingerprint kit now. So I know which one of my cats did something wrong in the house. And that way I can easily identify which one it is. Exactly. I'm, I'm just going to, you know, I watch the same shows he has on all the time, but I just, I don't pay as much attention, I guess. Yes. Dad, I'm going to have to Dad. make sure dad's paying better attention. Yep. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us this week on another episode of living that online school. With our special guest, Mr. Breyer from North Carolina. Yes. So thank you for joining us, and we hope you had a wonderful time. Always. This was a pleasure. I am so excited about this. In fact, you know, your dad and I do spend a lot of time with Teach Better. 
I think I'm going to get a Team Leo shirt. I'm going to start sporting that thing around. Oh, I need to get one of those too then. I'm a big and fan. I'll I'm a big my fan. mom um, make one because she makes our um, first day of school shirt. So I'll have her just make a bunch make um a thousand or a couple a couple hundred um team leo shirts yeah go team leo shirts. awesome you can start selling those i will definitely be the first one buying i promise you well thank you so much hey thank you gentlemen i appreciate it leo it was a pleasure meeting you and you got an amazing dad and you know i i just i appreciate the opportunity to be on with you i do too and um I know this would be kind of strange, but I do love the fact that you that you did educate and then you took a job as a computer, like you took a job at a tech place, and mm-hmm. then you went back to education because you loved educating kids. So you thought that first you thought that education was something you loved. And then you thought that tech was something that you loved more. And then you actually realized that it wasn't tech that you needed. It was education. That's pretty cool, huh? Yes. All right. Well, thank everybody for listening and have a wonderful week. Yes. (laughs) Yes.